Smarks, Marks, and 9to5Jobbers. My name is Kevin. This is Mike. This is Andrew. Nate Dog in the house. You are listening to the 5 Wise Marks. Maynard's here! Maynard's here! The triumphant arrival of the 5th Wise Mark. Maynard, tell him. Tell him what? <laughs> I can just show up when I want. Doesn't matter exactly what time I get here, how late I want to stay. If I want to get going, I'll just get going. But for the time being, I'm sitting here now, and guess what? There's still not even five of us here. (laughs) Turner did the job this week, guys. Got to keep Turner's seat warm with Maynard, so it is not a dual gimmick by me, so Chainsaw Maynard does exist. (laughs) We we did an upgrade this week. (laughs) So, we got a nice episode here today for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Raw, maybe. Uh, we'll talk about some cringe gimmicks, and we're going to do a top five mid-card champions. So, let's kick it off. Um, did anybody actually watch all of Raw, other than me? I did not. Raw was on. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently it was just me. Uh, so, just really quickly... How bad is Raw's women division right now? Yeeks. Or does anybody think it's good? Don't look at me saying that. You just expected like a... I think it's great. No, you're not going to find that on I got Kev over here holding it up looking like Wiley Coyote. Define good. Turner or Alexa Blissmark isn't here to defend this garbage. So to, to tell you guys, since you didn't watch it, she wrestled an entire match where her whole gimmick was she couldn't keep her shoes tied. Yeah. Who wrestles in shoes? Alexa Bliss oh, does, apparently. It was... And she's not even, like... Kurt Hennig could have done it. <laughs> okay? John Cena does it. Alexa Bliss is not Kurt Hennig. I'll just leave it at that. She's wow. Lesnar. She is a Lesnar. Yeah, she... She did lose, though. Wow. Uh, yeah, so we want to do a round table. It's kind of the first time we're doing this. We're just going to go around the circle here... We're just going to say some gimmicks that we thought were super cringe. And this is the important part. How could it have been better? How can we fix this? So I'm going to kick it off with some 2004 Smackdown. (laughs) And this is kind of in the vein of the whole Bruiser Brody thing. Very tasteless. But Carlito and Jesus. All right. Don't catch them in a nightclub. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that it was... Carlos Colon's son involved in it. Wow. Just... Could you make it any more obvious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Onita is the only one who made it more obvious oh. when he did it like six months after. Um, is there is there a way to fix that? Can you make that into something good? Well, they were writing Cena off for the Marine. Don't say a stabbing. Just do, yeah. a, just do a jump gimmick with Cena's chain. Boom, concussion. Broken leg, broken arm, yeah. like something. Yeah. Put over your finisher. It's the backcracker, broken ribs. Ooh, I like that. And then he could have given, because Carlito did hold the U.S. strap for a little bit. It was his first match. Right. Yeah, but then you could have like had it like, I'm the guy who put Cena out, not I'm the guy who's 
friend stabbed John Cena. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mayor, what do you think? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's definitely flirting with the uh, the fine line of controversial and acceptable. You know, I mean, it's wrestling. There's going to be controversy no matter what. Controversy but, creates cash. That's exactly. Right. But it can't be to the point where the people you're trying to sell it to is going, um, uh, are you are you sure? I think the only reason it worked is I don't think uh, as many people were aware of the Bruiser Brody situation. Oh, yeah, especially at that time. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. If 2019 with Dark Side of the Ring, I think that would really not go right. well. Oh, yeah, it, it wouldn't have even ever been brought up in the in, in their war room, you know? Well, it, would have, it wouldn't have even been part of the discussion. Yeah. Well, how many people had UPN in 2004? Like 14? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, but with the stabbing and all that, you try to do stuff these days, it's going to cringe off the sponsors, which I yes. think is the most important thing. You lose like a... A subway or Mattel isn't gonna make a yeah. Jesus stabbing action figure. <laughs> <laughs> Comes real stainless steel knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then John Cena gets the accompanying figure with the. Wow, uh, Maynard, do you have a cringe gimmick you want to go for? Uh, well, being as my perspective is different from uh, you guys, I Andy mean, Mark. there's only he is one. the wise and the five wise Mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's the five. <laughs> I mean, and this is going back to when I was, uh, you know, like eight years old. And one of the things I just hated watching was Bastion Booger for some reason. Wow. Oh, God. That I was... hated watching him. I Even at a young age, I just couldn't believe it. Go look up his theme music on YouTube. I've but... heard it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Put a damn shirt on. The worst part is he was tearing up with Owen in Stampede. Yeah, yeah. What that was? Uh, he was late uh, '80s. This is Mike Shaw, right? Yeah, yeah. Muckham Singh in Stampede. Yeah, Friar Ferguson, Trucker yeah. Norm, Norman Lunatic. He's had he's had a lot of cringe, but I've never seen any of his stampede. I think Bastion Burger was the most cringe of them. I've never seen any of his stampede stuff, but I've heard it was like you know three four star matches. Well, I mean, it was Owen. Yeah. Owen, Owen could have a four star match with me, and I've never wrestled in my life. <laughs> right. See, this thing is, I love I love the bigger guy wrestling. Yeah. You know, because it's basically the history of it. It was it was two superhuman, you know, athletes going at each other. And back then, I mean, you were like, oh, I'm going to stay the F away from you, you know. And, but even at a young age, I just couldn't yeah. wrap my head around it. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. He wasn't, you had Undertaker, scary. Then you had Bastion Booger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wipe him underneath my desk. You can smell him through the TV. It's like I remember when Kane debuted. Yeah, I, just, I almost yeah. didn't watch wrestling again after that because I was so scared. Yeah, and then Royal Rumble '98, fire <laughs> on the casket. Woof. Then yeah. Kane bringing down the lightning and says, "This is a stunt." Right <laughs> on TV. Way to spoil it, Vince Russo. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Nate. I know you've got uh, a pretty. Strong opinion on this. Yeah, it's it's Rene Dupree-ish. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it is Joey Ryan. It's just, the sleaze gimmick can work, you know, being a sleaze ball, but just doing penis suplexes, that just, which I think, from what I've heard, Foley gave him Foley the idea. Foley took it. Well, no, Foley took it. He actually did the mandible claw yeah. to yes. his oh, yeah, yeah. package and then took the, the dick plex. It's... 
Yeah. You, you can do the cringe. I mean, Joel Gertner is a perfect example. I mean, it's ECW, so you can do it different, but you can still be a sleazeball and, you know, get over with it and just not doing that extreme because he looks like a sleazeball, so the gimmick works for him. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. Same with Priscilla Kelly. Oh, yeah. Just, no. <laughs> so how, how do we fix Joey Ryan? Anybody have any opinions how we can fix this? Make this good. Old Yeller. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just, that's that's just, it, Old Yeller. You can't save it? No, it's... It, it, I think it's... Too, I do have an idea. I think it's too far gone because he's... It's I, I so think, well known. So just say that you're moving him to a new promotion, whether it's AEW, WWE, where... Which is rumors. Yeah. WWE. So instead of doing the dickplex, you can have him be balls of steel, Joey Ryan. So, like, people will try and low-blow him. Like, Shinsuke Nakamura goes for the low-blow, and it hurts his arm instead. Or he tries to kick him, and it hurts the leg. That you can at least work, because then it can be like, what's he do? Is he enhancing down there? Is he, he have a cup? Is he pulling a Bret Hart, you know? Does, with the, does, you know is like, he wearing the cup? Yeah. So, like, that you can at least do something with, whereas the idea that his penis is literally throwing people around, I think, is way too out there. Yeah. Look Kevin's how you looked like, at me when I said yeah. that. I, well, I was just thinking about that. Like, yep. yep. No, I've, I've, got, I've got zero input. I really don't follow Joey Ryan, maybe for a better reason than one, but <laughs> I don't know. The thought of a wrestler grabbing people by their penis and suplexing them doesn't really appeal to well, me. Well, no, they grab him by his penis. Oh, and sorry. He likes his penis to throw them around. Sorry. It's See, that, that shows costs. how much I literally yeah. pay attention to Joey Ryan. <laughs> oh, and he got resurrected by, like, you know, the, the penis druids. Yeah, the dawn yeah. druids. Yeah, he, the Playboy he, Bunnies. They ripped off the Undertaker and did a resurrection angle with penis druids. I wish y'all could see my head shake yeah, right now. Was, that was, was I'm literally wearing a big right. old hoodie right now, and I'm at just home or uh, in your car, just cringing. Uh, Kevin, save us. Y2J. <laughs> yeah, save us, KJ3. Uh, my cringe gimmick is the man, the myth, the legend. Kerwin White. Bad timing for more reasons than one. Was there a good time for that gimmick? Hang on, There's... I need another beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I don't drink it. I'm about to. I'll just take another one. But it's just, I literally remember watching the vignettes, even being younger, and just being like, "Isn't that Chavo Guerrero?" <laughs> and then hearing the whole. This is when I was like in school and when, and I was being taught it's not okay to be racist or be rude to other people. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if it was just that timing, but hearing the whole, if it's not white, it's not right. As like a fucking nine-year-old, I'm like, no. Ugh. Yeah. So, this is, emb- I was literally embarrassed to be white. I have a suggestion to make it even better. Please. One, not Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> everybody knows who Chavo Guerrero is. It's 2005, right? Right. Right before Eddie. Okay, so who's somebody in 2005 we may not have seen yet? Elijah Burke. Have a black guy do it. I think that would make it so much better. <laughs> Maybe I'm pulling the full Vince McMahon mode here, but I thought that would be great. And especially, it has to be somebody, though, that you don't already know. Because it can't be Chavo Guerrero. Because we already know Chavo is not Kerwin White. 
It's not white in the first place. Well, like, well, but that's the point of the game. So that's how you debut some of the Spirit Squad. Like Terry Crews' Elijah Burke was supposed to be in Spirit Squad. Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't really have anything to save it, because that thing was just uh, just non-savable, literally from the start of the vignettes. The whole golf cart, the whole... Oh, oh boy. I can picture the Titan Tron in my head right now, and... Ugh. So bad. They're probably a sleeper for the crowd, too. I don't remember the crowd, but it just... It was round 05. What do you think? Well, you're right. Pretty soon we got to get out and pull our Kerwin White out on the golf course, though. Other than Kevin, because... Yeah, how about no? <laughs> Kevin spends all his money on his motorcycle. Yeah, I got, I got my Undertaker gimmick on. Yeah. <laughs> Booger Red over here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more of the... Watch uh, your girlfriends. I'm going to toss them off stage. <laughs> Am I just hallucinating? Did he have a caddy in his Kerwin White gimmick? I believe so. Um, was his name Nick Nemeth by any chance? I thought possibly. it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Now that I think I, about it, I, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's how Dolph debuted. Was I? He was a caddy even before the Spirit Squad. Yeah. I believe he debuted. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull it out just to be sure. Don't be pulling nothing now. What the hell are you <laughs> we just talked here? about Joey Ryan, and you're talking about pulling that thing <laughs> out. Hey, come on, man. Got, got to pull out, man. I don't have any kids for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's over with me, pal. All right, let's see what Wikipedia has to say. His debut was as Kerwin White's caddy. Yes. You go from a caddy to a cheerleader to Dolph Ziggler, and I think Dolph Ziggler is the most embarrassing of the three games. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I remember. I remember when Dolph debuted. Hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And Batista actually gave him moves. That. Shocked me the yeah. most of everything. It's like, <laughs> who's this jabron? Wow. I'm gonna put him over strong. Yeah, and still takes the loss. Well, of course, yeah. because you know, Dolph Ziggler. So yeah, those are some cringe, cringe gimmicks. Uh, we'll try and do some more roundtables going forward here, uh, but I think it's time to get into the top five percent. Um, EC five. Yes. <laughs> FW. Wait, no. Five WM. So, this week we went with top five mid-card champions. Uh, I don't think any of us could agree on exactly what the criteria was for this. So, before we start, I want each person to go through, like, this is how I decided who to put on my list. Maynard, do you want to kick us off here? Okay. This was, yeah, exactly. With the no criteria, this is easily the toughest by far. Yeah. Um, only because... I mean, a lot of guys that were great IC, you know, uh, U.S. Uh, TV title champions, they were also great world champions. But, yeah. I, I mean, it's like, where do you draw the line? And quite frankly, I just didn't draw any line. And, <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> and this is where I am at. At number five. Oh, we got to get... Oh, let's do let's do everybody's criteria first. Then we'll start with. The oh, five. you want to start with criteria? Yeah, just so everybody knows where we're coming. Okay. From. Well, I was gonna make a list today, but my truck broke down, so I'm live, pal. This Fre- is a freestyle. <laughs> Kicking your freesties. Yeah, this is a freestyle. Off what are you gonna base your freestyle off of? Off the dome piece. Oh, off of the okay. favorite right, ones right. he hears from everybody. Else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's gonna agree with everybody on everybody's list. Yep. <laughs> I made my list about two hours ago, so that's how I'm basing my criteria. Still better than me. Okay, I'm two hours. Okay, I went with three categories. One, how much did it entertain me? Slash, were there good matches? Two, how over did this get the belt? 
And then three, how over did it get not just this worker, but the guy who beat him? That's what the way I looked at it. So, um, let's go ahead, Maynard. Kick it off with your five. Okay. Now, are we going to do it like we last week? Five, 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 four, 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 three, three, okay. three, two, okay. two, two. Before I get I figured to I get out again. Yes. I, I figured I'd get that in the air before I got rudely interrupted. That's what like I do. Last week. That's what I do. <laughs> Anyways. Mark Henry, that's what I do. Number five, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man. Ooh, like all right, it. all right. I like it. That's That that's one's tough to debate. He is the longest long. reigning champ of all time. It might not be the most memorable in a way, but, hey, they kept the belt on him for well over a year. He deserves to be on anybody's top. Five. Got Warrior over strong. Mm, how, much, how much money... Did he earn to see Macho trying to get a rematch or Steamboat or even Beefcake, you know, stuff like that? He drew some money, so mm. I can't argue with that as good as... Did he draw money, or was he just dressing on a Hogan drawing money card? I'm sure he drew some money. Okay. I, I can well, because he was working with Macho. Yeah, yeah. Macho drew money. <laughs> Honky was just along for the ride. Uh, yeah. So All right. I guess I'll go with my number five as a freestyle... When D'Lo Brown, European champion, he was each and every, he was Finland one week, Norway the next week. It's just I love that rudely, right. beautifully entertaining. And then Al Snow stole it. Yeah, <laughs> which was still entertaining, but not it, as good as D'Lo Brown. The original was better because D'Lo was an underrated worker. Oh, I love D'Lo. Very, mm-hmm. very, very, very. The worker of the gangsters. He's easily he's one of the nicest guys I've met too. Very, very good human. Oh, you uh, you dropped that name. Mm-hmm. Hand that back to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Kev. So for my number five, I have the one Billy Gunn Intercontinental Champion. Okay. Was this ninety nine? No, this was two thousand. And okay. a two thousand like Armageddon. Correct. Okay. Yes. Underrated worker, honestly, and I I went back and I watched some of his matches, and it was just. It was just an underrated run overall. It was it just left a left a left a mark that wasn't big enough he to the caliper. Him? Yeah. To the caliper that it that it could have been. Alright. I'll take over here. This number five may be disqualified, so I'm going I have a backup number five in case you guys poo poo on this one. Mine is CM Punk. With his 434-day WWE Championship run. <laughs> he Did only, he main event the show? He main evented only five pay-per-views out of 14 that he was on during that stretch as WWE Champion. I'm not going to lie, that's a great fucking argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was, of course, my joke one. I will give you the real one. Uh, stunning Steve Austin... U.S. title reign, 1993 through 1994. He held it for almost a full year. Um, my big memory, my big takeaway from that was his match with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at uh, Bash at the Beach, 94. I mean, that was Austin perhaps at the best of his work rate. Because he lost a lot of it when he broke his neck. But, I mean, to me as a kid, this is when I thought he was a big star. And so it was really confusing to me when he disappeared from WCW, and I didn't get ECW at the time, so I didn't see him again until Ringmaster. So I was like, where is this guy? He was so good as U.S. champion, and then he just disappeared. Um, I think it's hard to argue that he didn't get some credibility out of that. 
Um, but it is number five because, I mean, he did have to go away, get that shoot promo in ECW, and then really it took that, you know, King of the Ring 96 and then next nine months after that to really get over. So, uh, Maynard, you're number four. Oh. Sticking with the IC title, China. Oh, okay. I can get down with this. I want to hear your argument, but I can get down with this. I down mean, you know, the, billing her as someone who can fuck up anybody on the roster and then winning a belt only men have ever hold or held. I mean, come on. I every everyone and their mom remembers that. She could beat me down. <laughs> she can have you got like anything to do today, bro. Yeah. This is a PG-13 podcast, by the way. Maybe. Oh, yeah. You're going to get the... Uh, it's a little break. late now. <laughs> well, hey, we started Kevin. it. That's what we have Kevin for. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Mike, you stole mine. I was going to do Stunning Steve, the U.S. title run. Hey. I'll just put it at number four right now because he was putting on some great matches with somebody that's naturally gifted. Dustin Rhodes. Natural? Yeah. Natural? I don't know who that is. I don't know who they call... Well, I don't know why they call him that. Black Rain? <laughs> Seven? <laughs> but, yeah, that that was another one that's on my list because it was good stuff until squashed by Duggan. Yeah, Absolutely. well, technically that was not that title run. So he oh, dropped, it wasn't? Yes, you're he right. He dropped the belt to Steamboat for a while, then and Steamboat back, relinquished yes. it to him... Stunning Steve Austin had yes. it for like a day, and then he got... No, it was, there, it was right there at Fall Brawl. Oh, it was the same night. It was the same okay. night. Yeah. That's when Doug and debuted. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my number four right there. My number four, I got the hardcore title, The Undertaker's Run. His first championship as a heel in 2000... Was it one? Yeah, 2001. Yeah. Underrated title run... I thought they were pretty solid matches as far as the hardcore matches as like their their threshold was. It was just a lot of a lot of brawling. A this whole post his feud with Maven. Um, this was uh no no this was, was during. Oh, okay, this was yeah because okay. he won the title I think at Vengeance against Rock yes. Damn. Oh, yes. good match. Yeah, good match. Yeah, again, great match, and he uh, he dropped the title to Maven. Was it interference by The Rock? Right, I believe so. Would have been The Rock. I know Al. Yeah, Al Snow was in the corner of Maven because he just came out from Tough Enough. Yeah, but I believe it was The Rock. Yeah, yeah Rock was babyface then. Right. Because yeah. he came back with a big babyface during the. Oh yeah, because I think it was Rock and Taker at No Way Out. Yeah. So yeah, we probably would have set that up. Right, right. But yeah, that's what I got for my number four was the uh, Undertaker of the Hardcore Title. My number four, and I'm gonna go over to the independent scene for this one because I think this really established this guy is not just a star. But, I mean, the guy in his promotion. And that's Jay Lethal's run with the Ring of Honor TV title. I thought you were going to say Jay Maynard there for a second. That's why Jay Maynard, his title, Beast BWCW Tag Team yes. Champion, really put him over. Sorry, pal, I had to go with Jay Lethal. Um, the interesting sad about this, three, 35 title defenses. I mean, that's a lot. And... To me, this is what really put him over as like the guy in Ring of Honor, which he, to this day mm-hmm. I would argue he is their franchise player, and this is what established it. Had some great matches with uh, Roderick Strong and Tommaso Ciampa, if I remember correctly. I mean, don't forget the big one with Jay Briscoe. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, true. Briscoe's a boy too. Uh, yeah, so I mean, to me, that establishes all that criteria of getting him over. I think that really got the title over. 
know, people wanted that belt after that. Uh, though Roderick Strong, uh, the most vanilla of vanilla. <laughs> um, all right, Maynard, you're number three. Okay, going a little old school here. NWA US title. Okay. Six-time holder Ric Flair. Ooh. Okay, okay. It was it was there that really catapulted that mofo up. I mean, anyone who was anyone knew Ric Flair at that time, even as the U.S. title holder. And now we got a 16-time world champion out of it. That was his first feud with Steamboat, right? In like 79? 78, 79. Somewhere yeah. in that... Early 79? I believe so. And that was in Crockett, obviously. Yeah, I think it was in the Carolinas, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen bits and pieces of archive footage, but, I mean, from what Flair says in his own autobiography, those matches were better than their 89 matches, which, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Where is this tape? Do we Where even have this to put... explain this? I guess <laughs> most of them were not televised. They were house shows, because that's the mm, business model back that's then. But, Flair yeah, doing 90-minute 90, 90 draws with Wyndham. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, everything back then was word of mouth, and that was it. Yeah. Was plugging house shows. Yeah. See, my number three, this is going to be a freestyle. Of course, not the Mountie, of course. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about that Mountie title run. But honestly... He's the Mountie. Honestly, I'm going to go with that Piper IC title run. Okay. Okay, yeah. Because, honestly, he deserved a singles title run. I mean, a little gimmicky match with the Mountie, but put over Brett huge at Mania, and I think Piper's best match, best technically wrestled match... Against Brett. I would agree with that. And Brett's nice little uh, dig for getting the blood, which is always fun. And Of he, course, he, he doesn't get in trouble for it, but Flair, Flair does. Because Flair was blatantly right on camera. Yeah. But I think the best part of that match was Piper thinking about doing the heel turn. He even like, yes, 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 do it, do it, do it. And then no. And that, and that was the original Austin sleeper spot. Yeah. So I still got to do Piper just for giving the... And then Piper was basically gone after that. So I think it put Brett over huge. Yeah. For nine... English, Kevin. I'm live, pal. Yeah. For my... What are we on? I don't know! I don't know! For my number three, I'm going to go with another hardcore title run, and that being Rob Van Dam. Okay. His matches with Jeff Hardy Mm -hmm. set the stone for what those matches should be. They're quick, they're fast-paced. They even, like, you, you know, when you think of a hardcore title match, you don't think of, a, like, matches that are not really extremely brutal, but ones that have a lot of talent showcased in them. Whether it just be the workers or maybe Rob Van Dam just himself, because I don't think Math Hardy was doing his thing there. <laughs> but it, they, they had fantastic matches. Rob Van Dam really held the title with his with his ECW background. I, I think, actually, he's really the... In my personal opinion, the best hardcore title holder that there is. Okay. Well, was. So, I'm going to go with a fairly recent one here in WWE. It was not a very long reign, but I think this reign did so much for this title belt. John Cena's fourth United States title reign. Okay. From WrestleMania 31 until he dropped it to Seth Rollins, where he instituted the United States title open challenge. Debut of Kevin Owens. Kevin never won the belt off him, but those matches really established Kevin Owens as a main event guy right out of the gate. Um, and I think that, for a while, put the U.S. title almost 
that wasn't quite on par with the, the world title, but it was almost. I mean, it was just a little step below the world title at that point. And, I mean, to me, the fact that John Cena is holding this mid-card title really did add some credibility to that belt. And putting on really great TV matches every week. Yeah. Sami Zayn, too. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. The first one against Ambrose, that was a really good match. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was the worst one in that run was maybe, what, Zack Ryder, and that was still a pretty good match. And the crowd loved it because they wanted to see Ryder go over. Yeah, and there's a guy that got ruined. Like twice. We have to do a long, long episode on Ryder one day. (laughs) All right, your number two. All right, my number two, it's uh, in the same, it was in the the very same essence as the Ric Flair NWA US title for uh, uh, someone who made the title even more uh, than what it could have been or should have been, Mr. Chris Jericho. Okay, IC belt. Yep. Okay. For everything he did for that title, how many reigns he's had, how how long he's had it combined, uh, the matches he's had for the belt, uh, even the couple where he dropped it. I mean, everything has been fantastic with him holding that beautiful, beautiful white belt. Um, I think I'm going to go a little old school with my number two. He's not going to put his, his Chris Jericho pick over yeah. at all? Yeah, I'll put it over. <laughs> but I'm going to look up my number two so you guys hurry up and round roundtable this Well, so, I mean, the thing with Jericho is, like, I don't remember any one particular individual reign, but he had so many of them. I believe nine. Nine, yep. And mm-hmm. how many guys did he really put over during that time that really put the rocket ship on them? Which, I believe China was one of his feuds with the icy title. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero was one of those in one of those. I believe Jeff Jarrett. We don't talk about Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Come, on, Come on, bro. Bro. Sorry. Only Vince Russo talks about Jeff Jarrett, bro. 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 Nate, you ready, bro? I do believe I am ready because... This is a really poor freestyle. Yeah, yeah. well, because I had to look it up. Just spaghetti, to, I, spaghetti, I had, uh, spaghetti. I, I got to double check this one. Yes, okay. He did hold it. That would be... Wait, you know what? Very I'm, memorable that he can't yeah, remember it being. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm jobbing on this one because I was going to say Magnum TA. Okay. With the U.S. title. He did hold the U.S. title. Yeah. Yes, he did. Because I was with Tully Blanchard. Yes. I was okay. just double. I had to double check you on the way correct, beat, sir. Because that match, I think, is the best I quit match. Could have been the biggest baby face in the NWA. Yes. He was going to be the guy. It's just unfortunate what happened. It's yeah. just Magnum TA. He had the look, and he had the promo, and I love that Tully match. Yeah, Mag- Magnum and Dusty versus Tully and Rick. All right, Kev. For my number two, I have another IC title, Big E Langston. Okay. Ooh. So the reason I have this on my list is because this is when he was doing the the three ain't enough, I, I need five. When he was branching off of Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. I was about to say AJ Styles. That's all. <laughs> like, I've not talked about AJ Jay Lee. Styles. This, this run, at least in my opinion, really showcased him on how good he is athletically as a wrestler and how good he is single. I'm not Barry in the New Day here. He's fantastic in the New Day. I'll give him that. Now, with that title... I don't really think he went to the caliper that he could have been. I don't 
Am I wrong when I say that it wasn't really a long run? I don't believe it was. I think he was still kind of green in that role because he was just freshly caught right. and brought up. If he was doing the IC belt now, I mean, he'd be doing a lot more jobs. Right. But it, Now it'd I be, think he's above the IC title. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I've been saying for like two, three years, he is a main eventer. He is. And when, when he when he held that title, heel. that's what I yes. thought. That's what I thought. I'm like, this guy can be onto something. One of the first Raws I went to, I went there to see Big E perform. I'm I like, love this that guy's theme great. song too, by the way. Three and enough, I need five. Yeah, I'm, glad yeah. you, I'm glad you dropped that in a previous show. Yeah, right, right, right. Which you, way, which you can look idea. up on several different podcasts. Links yeah. in the description down yeah. below. Yeah, cheap pop. <laughs> so my number two, we are going to go to E C. W to bring somebody that you already talked about, but in a different role. Nobody gets higher than R V D. He held the ECW television title for seven hundred days, according to Wikipedia. And I'm not saying this is one hundred percent true. He had 121 title defenses. Wow! All against Jerry Lynn. Yeah, all against Jerry Lynn. Um, <laughs> I mean, he had some great matches with Jerry Lynn. Um, he also went over Bam Bam Bigelow, which, talk about taking somebody who, Rob Van Dam was established in ECW, but you beat Bam Bam Bigelow, you go from, you know, a certain level to a whole different level. And I would argue for a decent part of this run, the ECW television title was more important than the ECW World Heavyweight title. I mean, they were main eventing shows with Jerry Lynn versus RVD. I mean, you want to talk about establishing the belt, it did. Establishing Rob Van Dam, it did. And then establishing Jerry Lynn, it really did. I mean, all three of those things happened. That's why, in my opinion, it is the number two best mid-card title reign. So Maynard, number one. Uh, this really shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. The Macho Man Randy Savage Intercontinental Championship. Memorable feuds. Tito, you know. Uh, th- actually, I think Tito was more my favorite than the Steamboat feud was, to be okay. honest with you. That's a hot take, but, I mean, Tito can go. No, yeah, those Savage oh. Tito's were, those are oh. some good matches, real good matches. Tito, I think, yeah, Tito doesn't get a lot of credit that he deserves. Even yeah. even for being a job to the stars, he was still over by the mm-hmm. time he left, and he was still credible. I think a lot of people in our generation, we saw the very end of Tito. And we didn't see a lot of that early to mid-80s Tito where he was really over. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff. A guy that probably should have had a belt, which would have been on my list, is Bob Orton. Randy's dad. Bob Orton's really good. What a heel. Bob Orton's really, really good, though. Yeah. How long did he have that cast on? Does he I still have it on today? I think so. At least 26 and a half years. Yeah. He, he broke it in like 83. I think he's still wearing the 1883. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. Uh, Nate, what's your number one? My number one, the Eddie Guerrero Cruiserweight title, 97, where he was just a slime ball. I angle. almost put this on my list. Just a slime ball. That's a good list. This is a good I know, list I for. I was really upset at That's a good list for a freestyle, by the yeah. way, too. Yeah. But just. He, I think he was the most over heel in WCW at that time, just about. He was right there. As a heel. As a heel. Because NWO, they were over, but they were kind of over as baby faces. Yeah. So as a pure heel, I think Eddie was probably the most over pure heel in that company, and they did 
nothing with it. Well, they had probably the greatest match in WCW history. Yeah, Halloween Havoc 97. 97. That was, mm-hmm. the, I think, when he dropped it, right? Yeah, to yeah. Ray. Yeah, because yeah. it was, uh, I think it was the mask versus title match. If Because, yes. I, I mean, he was just being just a jerk to Chavo and doing all that kind of was stuff. Was when Chavo had Pepe? I or think was that I, a little later? That, I think that's what snowballed into okay. it. But yeah, just Eddie is just just as a slime ball, beautiful stuff. If I had gone to six, that would have been my number six. I yeah, absolutely. Kevin, number one. For my number one, I have the Rock Intercontinental Title. Okay. Oh my god, I had that on my list earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here like, Which really? One, the Rocky My View run? Or? No, 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 not the nation. Not, run, not the Chia right? Pet, of course. <laughs> the, nation run. the nation run. What can I say about this run that just hasn't already been said? You can literally. Well, you haven't said anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> already been said by others. Let me finish my damn sentence, son. No way, pal. I, I hear your pager going off. We're live. It says, it says 316. <laughs> of course, you can't see my reaction, so just know. You just I know the it, reaction. I put it over. <laughs> yeah, he put he put the reaction over. No it. sold. Yeah. Right. Great run. Great feud with Steve Austin. I just great matches. I. It's really all I, all I really want to say. There's yep. all I all I got. When did he lo- lost the SummerSlam, the ladder match with Triple yes. H? Yes. Yep. Yep. Hot take. Greatest ladder match of all time. Um, was it better than ah. the one we just watched in Smoky Mountain Wrestling between Tracy Smothers and Chris Candido? <laughs> Second best ladder match of all time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, good sir. Uh, my number one, we're going to tie this nice little bow on this segment. Randy Savage, 1986 to <laughs> WrestleMania. My three. man. Uh, I mean, by the criteria that I set, he got the belt way over. I mean, the belt was super, super, super important through this run. I mean, this is when... Hogan's feud with King Kong Bundy. And no offense to Bundy, R.I.P., but would you rather watch Hogan and Bundy or Macho and Tito or Macho and Steamboat? I mean, I would rather watch the, the IC belt than the yeah, world title. Yeah, Macho and George Steele at the time, too. I yeah. was going to yeah. say, yeah, because the WrestleMania 2 was Macho and George Steele. Absolutely. Liz loves animals. And, well, fun fact, Macho Man only held this belt 20 days shorter than hockey. So this is really um, yeah this is a mega title run. So I didn't realize it was that damn long. Yeah, 434 days. Uh, Honky was 454. Um, same amount as CM Punk actually held the WWE title. <laughs> uh, Savage held the, and then I mean you look at he put over Steamboat big in the WWE. He was already over in the NWA, but he really wasn't over in the Northeast. And Macho really established him there. And I mean that match at WrestleMania three. I mean. I wouldn't know if I would say it's one of the greatest matches of all time, but it's in that conversation. It's it's in that realm of, I mean, technically just gorgeous. So many iconic spots, you know, between the double axe handle off the top. It was one know. of the first big matches, especially of the era, to actually like be called, you know, in the back. Yeah, they didn't do that shit back then. But for in but Macho liked they it did that it. way. Yeah, and they did it, and it was like it started a whole new trend after that. What do you What do you prefer personally, in the ring or in the back? Well, uh, depends what I'm doing. We're okay. going inside here. Uh, well, let's do some insider baseball. <laughs> I'll keep it inside, outside as much as possible. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Throw Throw him a slider. It, 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 if I'm the heel, I 
love calling at least all of my heat in the ring. Okay. Because it just it just seems natural. I feel really good about it, and that's even most of the guys uh, will agree with me on this. That just ca- at least calling your heat out there is just really fun to do. I mean, because it just puts you in that you don't have to worry about this, that, or the other thing. You worry about one thing, and it's entertaining. Because yeah. you, you okay. can play off the crowds like, all right, they're starting to die. Got to get the comeback. And you know what they're feeling, what they're not feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, exactly. I, I can't imagine there's many feelings worse than you have this whole thing planned out, and you can tell about 30 seconds into it that the crowd is not not doing it. Oh, at least two or three matches every show I've ever been to. Yeah. I mean, I think it happens every single match on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Where, and, and this is, I mean, that's basically, I mean, it, it's the essence of professional wrestling is suspending the disbelief, which is sadly to say is what we have to call it nowadays. It, you know, I'm kayfabe is dead. We know this, but yeah. you need two guys to go out there and make you think they're going to kick the living bejesus, try and kill each other, you know, for 10, 20 minutes at a time. And that is a lost art nowadays. I mean, and just having that mystique mm-hmm. around it where, I mean, back in the day, what I always remember is, you know, there may be something going on here, but that guy's legit. You know, and I, for me, it was The Undertaker. The Undertaker's legit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe those other guys are, are doing some, some phony stuff in, you know, that Mabel match, but Undertaker is legit. I was thinking Ben on a mission. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Oscar might not be, you know, uh, on the up and up, but... You know, Undertaker was. He was on a mission, though. Yeah, or, you know, Bret Hart. You know, you know, you have those characters that have that mystique, and there's only, I mean, it. You can count them on two hands. I mean, let, I mean let's go right now, WWE. Who's got that mystique right now on the, on. You know what? Yeah, I'll give Is you it Brock Lesnar? No, no, I will give, actually, yeah, but I will give you a hot take right now. Okay. On how they have seriously dropped the ball on one of my favorite characters, and that is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. my God. This guy was the next Undertaker. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I would love to see someone crash through the wall like the Kool-Aid man and try and prove me wrong. It all started right back at WrestleMania 30, and that's where they could have fucking done it. Yeah. Gone over Cena. Feud with the Undertaker for a year, with the Taker actually being there, and then right there passing the torch, and I mean it, it was those two simple steps. Right. That's all it took. He needed. To he can Steve. talk. He's got ring work. He's got psychology. Uh, he's the he's a fucking he's a he's multi-tool a player right now, and, and it's a sad thing. He's a Mike Trout. Yeah. Well, he's got. He's got. He may not have a traditional look, but he's got a look. A right. Big, he yeah. looks like a big motherfucker that'll kill yeah. you. And he looks like somebody who's got that, the editing today, yeah. brother. Kevin's <laughs> gonna be busy with that. You know awesome. what? I this think podcast I is say... coming out next Tuesday. This is yeah. the rated R version. The, I mean, you know the, what? The, the, you said it exactly. I think I'm just gonna superstar. not edit it because this it's gonna be released two weeks from now. But <laughs> I think I'm just gonna put edit. the tag as explicit content. So you know, yeah. sorry. When Maynard's here, it's. Let's think, let's, let's think about this. How many nine-year-old yeah. marks are really listening to this podcast on their mother's tablet? If they're wise. Well, Come on. If they're wise. Kevin, well, you know what? Those parents should be monitoring the content that their kids are watching. And they forgot parents, to put out the frontal lock. <laughs> okay. To those parents. Kevin, 
you do listen to this on your mother's table. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know about that. Anyway, that, to those to those parents, you there, pal. we're recording it on his mother's tablet. Yes. We will only use the words ass, damn, hell, and bitch. However, we will never use the words fuck, shit, goddamn, Jesus Christ, I'm going to leave that one out because it's a little sensitive at this time of day, or any other sexual slurs. Watch now, your fucking mouth. Fuck me. I'm trying to fucking plug this. Hey, okay, you're, you're, you're taking over the Lynch's guy. That's his joke, pal. God damn. It's a family establishment. Fuck me. Um, Where the fuck are we? Son of a bitch. Here's, here's the deal, What pal. a suck-ass mule. Okay. Go on with your goddamn I shit. I did not have sexual relations with that intern. We were all, all <laughs> nice. <laughs> This one's uh, not getting monetized, guys. God bless. I was about to say, God <laughs> bless if we fine. don't get monetized. That's fine. We have like one cent in the bank account, and Jesus Christ, if we lose it, fuck it. You know what? <laughs> we'll give it all away just to get some more views, pal. Uh, I mean, I, I do want to stay on this. I, well, I want to stay on this mystique <laughs> thing, though, because I think this is an important segment we can drive home with. Is Bray Wyatt? I think had the ability to. And he, maybe he's establishing it again. I mean, I think if there's somebody that can get themselves back over, I think that. It's him. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the skill set to do it. Um, well, something a lot of people don't agree with me with either is, I mean, he's had one of the greatest ring psychology teachers of all time in his dad. Yes. You know, it, Honestly, it's, yeah. Really yeah. Helped out. I mean, the genes, I mean, passed right over to that mofo. And uh, like, who's yeah. his uncle or whatever? Is oh, yeah, that's right, too. Barry Window. <laughs> so you got two, you got the U.S. Express teaching. <laughs> hey. And, and, and look at him, he's a top baby face. <laughs> uh, Nate, you got anybody you want to go through that either has it or lost it and you're trying to get it back? I wish the Revival could get it back. Oh, because they but did. They've been shaved off. Yeah. It's, wow. They, they're basically two... Ba-doom. They're two Arn Anderson clones. They could be the Brain Busters 2.0. Yeah, and, except they're both Arn. And they are busted point two. I mean, I, I I do think if they're given the ability to get themselves over in the ring, I think they can make it work. Cause I, I don't know if this is like a burial thing or if this is a we're getting you heat thing. Because, I mean, it's kind of like the, the whole, I mean, you look at them, they come out, they do the, the real elaborate hug. I mean, are they getting like the kind of... The gay heat. I don't know if you really get that. I don't think they're even getting any heat. This isn't 1985, but I have a feeling the channel gets changed when they come out. I don't. I don't change. I change it. I change it back to the USA when they come right. on. The problem is everything's too micromanaged. Yeah. Yes. It's hard to express yourself when you're being told what to do. The best thing they can do is give them 20 minutes in the ring and say go. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they have. I mean, talk about. I mean, mainly we talk about ring psychology. Their tag ring psychology is amazing. Mm-hmm. Cut that ring in half. Old school, yeah. cut the ring in half. Yep. That's, that's that everything would... a tag team is. And if, if WWE crowds would get heat, they would get it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a modern WWE crowd. It's like a lot. Uh, Nate Dogg will know him, but like one of my favorite I- I- indie tag teams who I've got to watch multiple times. Uh, I've got to talk to a lot and learn a lot from. And that's the Scarbonis. Yes. Yes. They were like, you know, Italian brothers, but they didn't really come off with the really pushy Italian gimmick. It's just so the who FBI. they were. But oh mm. my god, these these two, they were they were really something to fucking yeah. watch. Yeah. They it was simple, but it was effective. 
It's just simple clubs, work the crowd, cut it off. They're, they were, that's the thing. That's what works. Yeah. And it, it, how, it, it helps. They had Truth yeah. Martini with them, too. So Well, mm-hmm. that, that, <laughs> that don't that, hurt. That does help. I mean, truth is the truth. Yeah. He's got the house of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Kevin, who do you think either has it, lost it, can get it back? I want to say the Ascension, but I don't have enough to really speak on oh. it. The original NXT burial. Yeah. Right. I mean, they just murdered them dead. Right, exactly. It's just, they, they're murdered dead. It's, I don't know I, if they can. I don't. I, they're they're beyond revival. I, no even the intended. person, I think the rival can get it back. I don't think the Ascension can get no, it back. No, 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 no. They've gone through way too how, many changes. How long has it been? How long has it been? Five least, years, is it? At least four years. Yeah. Maybe five. Four or five? Mm-hmm. I think the most over they ever were to plug Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yeah. Was when they cameoed in Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yeah, surfers. Yeah. But they. they they had a, you know, just they had a killer gimmick and yeah, exactly. That when I when I watched some of their work before they debuted and they started showing the vignettes, I'm like, hell yeah. And they, like three weeks after, I'm like, wait a minute. They just got beat up by all of the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm Bunch like, yeah, cool. Old dudes Great. Up. I just got put over. I got to put over Road Warrior Animal and Heidenreich. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with one. That I don't think is going to be too controversial. He had a mystique with Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, when he came in, I mean, you want to talk about somebody that was like final boss. That's the way I looked at it. It's like, it's a video game. He even has like the music of like, you're in Final Fantasy and you're getting to the final boss. Like, that's his theme music. (laughs) And I mean, he came in, has, I mean, immediately had one of the best matches in WWE history against Sami Zayn, night one. Mm -hmm. I mean, and had some great feuds in NXT. Um, He's got charisma just oozing. Out yeah, of him. and he doesn't have to talk. That's he the best have part. To talk. I mean, do you hear how loud everyone? I mean, just the pop every single time. Oh, that fucking. Oh, I mean, oh. And then you bring him up to the main roster, and immediately he kind of goes into this nothing program with Dolph Ziggler. At least they were having some decent matches. But then, for whatever reason, they decided to throw him under the bus for Jinder Mahal. Of all people. Yeah. Talk about failed experiments. I mean, that was just... I, they, they really sacrificed it. But then, I thought they got it back having him win the Royal Rumble. Going to face AJ Styles at Mania. I didn't even mind him losing at Mania because they did the heel turn. Which really, really re-energized him. Get the new theme music, and then he started doing the no speak English gimmick, which was fantastic. And Renee Young playing off that. I mean, those were some great vignettes. And then he just keeps losing and losing and losing. And I'm like, what are you doing? You turn him heel. He's super hot. Have him beat AJ. It's not going to hurt AJ Styles. By that point, AJ was bulletproof. No one pays... No one pays to watch the face hold the belt. They pay for the chase. Exactly. Right. Yep, which is why Kofi is not going to have a long title run. Exactly. I'm sorry, but I, I mean, no, they, I got what I wanted out of exactly. it. Exactly. They did it perfectly, and they did it at Mania. I mean, I thought, you know, uh, a few years ago was flashing before my eyes watching the, the whole Daniel Bryan thing. Because, I mean, yeah. it was virtually just that with Kofi. 
but you know what? It, it really worked with Daniel Bryan. It really worked with Kofi. It did. It was fun to watch. But that's that's the way it. I I don't even want to say needs to be done, but should be done. That's wrestling at its core is the fans should be getting behind this one guy or this one woman mm-hmm. on this quest to beat down the. Either the monster, if it's like a Brock Lesnar type, or the machine, if it's like a corporate Vince McMahon, you know, protected mm-hmm. by the authority figure, or even the four horsemen. Like, Troy Austin was so over. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, Flair, for example, it wasn't like Flair wasn't, you know, Brock Lesnar or Vader, he's going to rip you apart heel, but he had, you got to get through Tolly, you got to get through Arn, you got to get through Wyndham or Ole or whoever. You had to get through all those guys just to get to Flair. So that was your big mission is, you know, Dr. Brody Macron Dream, baby, is going to come through. He's going to beat Tully Blanchard. He's going to beat Arn Anderson. And he's going to beat Ric Flair in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, baby. And that's what you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You wanted to see that baby face on the quest. When you watch a movie, you don't go to watch a movie to watch the, the Luke Skywalker doesn't beat Darth Vader in the first ten minutes of Star Wars. Okay? He just doesn't do it. The, the whole, that's the whole arc is you build up towards... Mm-hmm. You know, beating the big villain at the end. I mean, if you watch Game of Thrones, they didn't resolve everything in season one. <laughs> okay? I think we're in the eighth season now. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Well, what, we don't have to talk about any specific Oh, content. don't get me started on Endgame now. Yeah. So, yeah. For example, yeah. Thanos doesn't get beat by, you know, Captain America in the first ten minutes of the first movie, you, you know. Mr. America? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Mr. America. Was that joke not over with anybody? I'm like, damn. If it was Mr. America, Mr. America would have won in the first (laughs) scene. You would have literally watched it. Take the light. This doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah. (laughs) You're stroking that Fu Manchu. Infinity Gauntlet. I don't know about that, pal. I think I got this. That's, that's what here. that's what he calls all his animal movies. It's the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he makes half the WCW roster disappear. <laughs> the only one that stayed was Billy Kidman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything else we want to go before we get even further off the rails? Next thing we know, we're going to be talking about Jimmy Fallon or something, just way outside the box. <laughs> I've got nothing. Okay, well, so next week, hopefully we can get actually all five people in one building at the same time. Uh, Turner with his hookers and cocaine this, yeah. tonight. That's where we think he is anyway. Um, we're gonna surprise an- me, pal. Yeah. We're going to have another top five. Um, my personal, I want to do most botched promos because I've got some great ones saved up for that. But we have a whole bunch of top fives. Um, probably do another round table. Maybe eventually get to some rants, even though we kind of converted Nate's into our roundtable for today. But, you know, come back next week on the Five Wise March. We're going to have some more great content for you. Peace out. See ya.